Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Behold the Roll. I am your dungeon master, as always, Jesse. Um, I also just realized, because I just listened to a bunch of our previous episodes back-to-back today while working, that we never start off the intro saying anything about what this podcast is, not even in episode one. We didn't tell anybody. If you're tuning into chapter five at this point, uh, we're an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We play 5e. Um, we lean more into the collaborative storytelling slash comedy and dick jokes than anything else. But yeah, I thought I thought this was a sports podcast. I mean, we did reference Booker T at one point, but I think that's the closest we've gotten to sports. But regardless, I'm your dungeon master. I'm Jesse. Thank you all for joining us. Um, and as always, I am joined by Jim Gledhill. Hey guys, Jim Gledhill here. Silas Leodore is not here yet. He's still getting ready. <laughs> we are also joined by Joe Pinkham. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I was hoping for it, and of course, Zach Ledford. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> Zach's usually the reliable one. Wait, let's all do it at the same time now. Sup? Sup? Wow, we Joe suck. didn't even do it. I was consuming was liquid. Good. Anyway, we're back, back in the saddle again, as they say. Stronger than ever. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) are you guys ready for the recap? (laughs) When we last saw our adventurers, the three of you had almost made it to Evermore, but right before you hit the gates, you heard a scuffle in the bushes. Silas went to investigate and found a group of teen initiates of the Thieves' Guild known as the Crimson Cobras, led by their leader, Dirk Wainwright, As they were beating down an elderly couple that had gotten them kicked out of Evermore, Silas attempted to diplomatically solve the issue, but Larkin took offense to the attack and went on the offensive. You were able to handily defeat the crew, however, Dirk was able to escape even after being verbally assaulted for his dad not loving him enough. Afterwards, you all set the old couple free, and you finally made it to Evermore. Larkin attempted to be the voice of reason that got you in, but... After only managing to beat Chadwick and Gladwick at rock, paper, scissors, and getting punched in the nose by Hendrix, a disguised Silas stepped in and informed them that you had all found King Harland Amastica. Overjoyed, the Prince Sidroy and the Princess Adora Amastica both rushed out of the castle as Hendrix helped rush their father inside and... You were basically brushed off by the prince and the guards. However, Princess Adora did spend a little bit of time with you and promised you all that tomorrow after they had had time to tend to their father, that they would set you up with the bounty hunters that would help you find your bodies. However, in the meantime, she did give you some special tokens and said that you could use them at a new shop and maybe get some things that would help you out in your adventures. Lorcan and Silas went sightseeing before going to Cobbler Choblin's Cobbler Shop to see what these tokens were for. They met an exuberant shopkeeper named Mesro the Mimic, and with the coin from the kingdom, they were able to each get one of his magical mysteries. Meanwhile, Wolf found the local library and did some research on giant runes, but also paid Mesro a visit to get his own mystery. After a long journey and a busy day, you all retired to your inn, where Wolf made ironwood armor to honor his pact with Gaunt, before you all went to bed for the night. However, when you awoke, a strange, intense-looking man was sitting in your room, 
and introduced himself as none other than your bounty hunter, Johnny Flame. And that's where we are now. So, you guys have awoken, and as we said earlier, it's been a little while, so I'll give a quick descriptor of this man again. Sitting in a chair, kind of in the middle of the room, he looks almost... I'm trying to think of like some sort of like actor that would portray him, and I can't think of the guy's name, but he almost looks like a slightly younger version of the guy that plays Hellraiser. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? No. Daniel Radcliffe. No, I don't... God damn yeah, it. Is this it... is like beyond the rules. Is it Daniel Radcliffe? It's not Daniel Radcliffe. He plays fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, it's, or whatever. It's, it's Elijah Wood. Oh, I didn't mean Hellraiser. I meant Hellboy. Oh, um... Oh, so Elijah Burke. I do know. Elijah Burke? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? Ron Perlman? Yeah, Ron Perlman. I had to look it up. I didn't I didn't remember it, but he's got like a very square like Ooh. he's got like a very square jaw and square like strong face. He also kind of looks like the guy that plays Oh no. The snap guy from the Marvel movie. Oh Thanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that give you guys like a semi idea? He's got that yes. like square boxy jaw. And he's got like a big scar that runs the length mm-hmm. of his face. He's got slick back black hair. And he's like decked out in like a black leather jacket. And he's just puffing on a cigar. And, and he just got, came. He's just sitting there like when we woke up. Yeah. Nobody knew. He's just sitting in a chair watching you guys three beds because you're in an awkward hotel room that for some reason has three beds. And he's just sitting with his arm on the like heater in the corner of the room with his cigarette out the window and then he just looks solemnly out the window as if this is completely normal could i sit so we did get a long rest correct correct could i say that i was sleeping underneath the covers would my dm (laughs) allow that only if you (laughs) tell me why well, I would like to cast Disguise Self again um, before, like, under the cover, so that way he doesn't see my face. Um, oh, that's fine. Okay, cool. I don't need to make, like, a sneak check or anything. No, I don't give a shit. Cool. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> we just, it's D&D. Like, fuck it. I, I start flying. Yeah, fuck it. Anybody <laughs> else want to fly? <laughs> yeah, whatever, Jim. Go ahead and make a, like, no, you said I didn't have to for Silas. You said I didn't have to. Go ahead, roll your dice. Let's hear it. Okay, I gotta find my stealth. I don't really have that good a stealth. All right, perfect. You beat it. All right. So cool. anyway, <laughs> can you tell you what I got? Well, what does he look like? Um, same as yesterday. Uh, well, yeah, same as yesterday. Uh, right, grizzled, so you're beautiful. Grizzled adventurer, a uh, slightly like Ron Perlman, except for with black hair. I thought if it was I Daniel remember, Radcliffe. If I remember correctly, you're just like stunningly hot and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. With, like with the same exact voice too. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, you're able to disguise yourself fine under the blankets cool. and all is all is good in old Silas town, USA. So you mean Leo. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to let somebody else uh, take the lead on this. 
because I'm just kind of trying to yep. so, lay low. Did he introduce himself at the end of last session? I can't he remember. did. He said, my name is Johnny Flame, and I'm going to help you find your bodies. How long have you been in here? <laughs> long enough to know that the beautiful looking one likes to sleep completely under the blankets. <laughs> did, did you peek at me while I was sleeping? And How do you, you know didn't. I'm beautiful? It's none of your business. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Where Johnny Flame peaks, Johnny Flame peaks. Regardless. Let's hope he three... didn't see you, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. I got nothing. Yep. <laughs> if you three, well, if you three are done getting your beauty sleep, I believe we have some bodies to find. And he stands up and like snaps the collar of his leather jacket and just like very rudely like ashes his cigar on the counter that he was resting his arm on. <laughs> You're gonna burn that windowsill. Do uh, do you have any leads as to where our bodies are? Do I have leads? Let me tell you something. Johnny Flame has an impeccable, flawless case record as a bounty hunter. I have never once not solved a case, and I ain't fixing to start with you boys. First so things no, first. So no, you don't have any leads. Sounds like he doesn't have any leads. <laughs> he he kind of like awkwardly like shuffles his feet a little bit and clears his throat. And <clears throat> so first things first, we're going to go, I'm going to introduce you to my boss and we're going to talk to Maraxador. So he has leads. Can I make an insight check? Yeah. I just want to get a read like, is, does this, is this guy legit or like, is he like just some assassin going to kill us? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, seven. Seven? Uh, you have no idea. You're actually just, like, really, really jealous of his, like, boxy jaw, and you're taking mm. notes for the next time you have For the next time I do disguise self. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So, you think we should go see Maraxador first, and not the king? Maraxador is with the king, and with my boss. Well, who's, who's your, your boss? boss? You're gonna find out. And he... Just walks out the door really aggressively. He does that jockish thing where he pushes the door way too hard and it like hits the wall. Uh, Miss, Mr. Flame, sir, will there be breakfast there? We, we haven't eaten yet. Well, I mean, I'm not a monster. I figured we'd get the free breakfast here at the Dream Manor Inn. I mean, they're notorious for their over easy eggs. Well, how much we're paying you? I was hoping you'd treat us to a nice breakfast. He, he, he looks at you very seriously and he goes... Wait, you guys are paying me too? That's right, you guys are paying me. Ten gold a day. Let's go get some Dream Manor breakfast. Uh, I, th- I think the... You heard him, Leo, oh, and I start walking start. out. Yeah, you just hear footsteps walking down the hallway. Oh, fucking hate. Um, Yeah, I guess we follow him. I gather my stuff and follow him. I only have an hour for Disguise Self, so... Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll skip breakfast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, you guys go and have breakfast and it takes you roughly like 58 minutes. Oh no, I I high knee to the castle. (laughs) So yeah, you guys, you guys follow Johnny Flame out of the uh, Dream Manor Inn and you guys start heading towards 
the royal sector of Evermore, where you were yesterday, where you dropped the king off. And as you guys approach, you see, luck would have it, that everyone's favorite guards are standing watch at the Evermore gates, as Chadwick and Gladwick are standing there, and they are currently entwined in a very, very intense game of Thumb Wars. <laughs> oh boy, fellas, do you see what's happening? One, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war. And neither one of them move their thumb, and they just <laughs> look at each other. I, the best offense is a good defense. And Gladwick's like, yeah, I know, that's why I'm staying on the defense. And Chadwick's like, no, that's why I'm going to stay on the defense. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, Lorkin, you don't want to play? Yeah, I was oh, going to say. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> Wait, I start I got, walking up. I, I grab Lorkin, uh, I pull him off to the side. Hey, uh, Lorkin, um, what do you think we could hustle these guys and maybe pay Johnny Flame what we owe him? For, for some reason, we owe Johnny Flame some money. <laughs> Oh, you know, Lorkin, Lorkin Brightstrike here always ends up having to take care of our problems, doesn't he? And I start charging towards them. I'll, I'll play, uh, I'll, I'll walk up to Chadwick <laughs> as well, and I'll, I'll join in. Just Chadwick? Yeah, like, I, I'm walking oh, towards I'm Chadwick, getting Gladwick. specifically. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you guys walk up to How would you guys like to make this interesting? <laughs> they turn, and in unison, they go... Ooh, new challengers approach. They see you coming and they instantly start like rooting around in their pockets. And they're like, we were hoping we'd see you again. After you defeated us in rock, paper, scissors, we got a good stern talking to you from our dads, but we're not going to let you win this time because the hashtag guard squad is the ever more national thumb wrestling champions, tag team champions. Well, luckily for you, I'm, awful at thumb war and i i start winking <laughs> johnny flame turns to wolf who are both just standing there and he's like so does this happen often when they're in the <laughs> midst of trying to find their bodies or else being damned to a life of torture yeah you should have you should have seen the uh well i didn't actually see this so i gotta read everything <laughs> i heard that they verbally abused one of their one of their adversaries quite terribly, so I'm not too surprised. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you say we make this interesting and we we bet on the thumb wrestling <laughs> games? I got five gold that Chadwick and Gladwick go over both your both your compadres. Uh, I prefer to keep. <laughs> <laughs> he he, lo he looks very put out, and he just goes, mm, "Yeah, we, we got to focus on the case, anyways." Johnny Flame never takes his eye off a possible lead. Uh, so yeah. I knew you were a serious sort. <laughs> mm, indubitably. I want to uh, pull Silas aside. Don't let me down. We have this. Uh, I, I, absolutely, sir. We, we have this. Uh, I'm already walking away. Okay, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you guys say? Ten gold per match? I don't get out of bed for less than fifteen. Uh, I was, another five I, pieces? Yeah, 15 sounds good. Let's. I, I, I don't get out of bed for less than 15 either. Well, sir. He doesn't get like out of the covers for less than 20. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I only have 15, so. 
actually, right. actually right. I have 30, so that way we can play twice if needed. It seems like you spend a lot of time under the covers because you certainly get enough beauty sleep. Look at you. You look like you were chiseled by a god. You should see him without the beauty sleep. Completely different look. <laughs> Completely different guy. <laughs> Not right. right. So anyways, Leo. <laughs> you both are going to um, engage with Chadwick and Gladwick, and I'm going to need sleight of hand checks from both of you. Could I cast Minor Illusion and, like, use it to, like, once we start playing, yeah. to maybe, like, make a distraction, like a sound, like a like a loud noise behind them to maybe distract the one that I'm playing? Yeah, sure, I'll let you do that and I'll give you advantage. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. My favorite DM. Alright, so you're facing Chadwick or Gladwick? Uh, whoever said that Whoever didn't say that I looked absolutely beautiful. <laughs> that was uh that was Chadwick, so you're yeah. you're gonna face Gladwick? Yeah, I'm going against Gladwick. Okay. So we'll do your competition first. Ready? Okay. Okay. Gladwick yep. Yep. rolled an eleven. I got a dirty twenty. Okay. So <laughs> as as your competition starts, he just literally stops looking at you and <laughs> his thumb like falls down into like a resting position and he turns to Chadwick and he goes remember the best offense is a good defense and as he says that you just instantly grab his <laughs> thumb and <laughs> pin him and under his breath next to uh, Wolf Johnny Flame just like and there's the one two three you hate to see it hate to see it <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, next up, we're gonna have old, old Lork and Brightstrike taking on the one, the only, Shadwick. Excellent. <laughs> Alright, give Got me a, a slight of... <laughs> Chadwick rolled a five. <laughs> so, yeah. Chadwick turns to Gladwick and goes, You forgot that part of the fun of thumb wrestling is to occasionally try to throw your opponent off. And since you stopped paying attention, and mi midway through his little spiel, he still hasn't lifted his thumb up. And Morgan <laughs> just very gently puts his thumb over his. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And uh, Johnny Flame turns to Wolf and goes, don't worry about the 20 gold that you owe me for losing this. We'll, we'll settle up later down the line. And... <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm, no, I don't think we will. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I have you a, guys have I, once again oops, beaten. Could Chadwick I ask you guys a question? <laughs> no. Let's go to the castle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. So, so, yeah, Johnny Flame walks up to the two and he pulls out like a leather bound wallet and he flashes a badge and he goes, Johnny Flame. And we're going to need to pass so that we can talk to the king. We have very important business to tend to, and I need you both to be very expedient in how you let us through these gates. And they both just look at each other and then look back at him and they're like, yeah, we know. You told us yesterday that you were coming and that you were going to need to be let in. And we told you that that's fine because you have kingdom clearance. And Johnny Flame just looks at them both and like nods. He looks back at you guys. He's like, a couple of tough little walnuts over here, but I think I cracked them, boys. Let's go talk to the boss 
I like your style, Johnny Flame. You're always prepared. Always. Everybody likes Johnny Flame's style. And he pulls out another cigar and starts smoking it. Jesus Christ. You got another one of those? (laughs) Not for you. And he just keeps walking towards the castle. All right. This guy's a douche. (laughs) That's rude. He won't even share a cigar with me. So, you guys approach the castle, and as you get there, there's a couple more grill guards and stuff like that, and they see Johnny Flame, and he does the same spiel, and they let you guys into the castle, and you hear some murmuring, like, people talking to each other, like, you walk past a couple guards, and they go, who the hell are these guys? And then one of the other ones, oh, I think they're the ones that brought King of Mastica back. And there's a little bit of rumbling as you guys are walking by, um, and finally... They bring you down to a large set of double doors that have like golden emblems and like seals around the door handles and stuff like that. Very fancy, very prestigious looking. And as they open the door, it is a large room. And in the room, you see multiple people that you don't recognize. You see a bunch of guards that you probably don't recognize. Maybe like a couple of them, Silas and... Mm Um, Lorcan would recognize, but other than that, you see a handful of people that you've never seen before. However, you see a couple people that you do know. You see in the middle of the room, laying on a bed, sweating furiously, is King Harland Amastica. And standing next to his bedside, you see Princess Adora. You see Prince Sidroy. And you also see a very tall thin old elf with like long frayed white hair and he wears like these beautiful like burgundy robes and stuff like that and you all know this to be Maraxador the Divine a former champion well I guess Joe probably doesn't know this because he didn't know the other champion lore so (laughs) but yeah plus Evermore folk definitely know him yeah Um, And also standing with them, because all the other guards are kind of like walking around and stuff like that. Um, But standing next to the bedside is actually a half-goblin woman that you guys have never seen before. Um, And she has like really tight jeans on with like a badass like spiky belt. And she wears like a semi-tight black wife beater tank top. And she's currently talking to um, Princess Adora while Sidroy stands next to Maraxador. And even at the door, you can just hear Sidroy going, Maraxador! Maraxador, how is how's father doing? Is father awake yet? And he's like, I've, I've t- you're, you're literally looking at him. You know your father is not awake. And he's like, <laughs> is, is he going to be awake soon, though? Like, I need to talk to him. I have important things to run by daddy. And Maraxador is like, yes, yeah, I, please. <laughs> six, six feet. Six feet, Sidroy. And he, he takes like a like towel and like dabs it over Harlan Amastica's head. And you actually see Harlan is moving, but his eyes are closed. But it does look like his like lips are moving, almost like like trying to speak and stuff like that. Almost like people that are like delirious with a flu or something along those lines. But yeah, Johnny Flame pops his collar again and just starts mar- marching into the room. And you see the half goblin woman looks up and locks eyes with Johnny Flame. Everybody give me a insight check. Could I also make a perception check as well? Because I uh, 
I was thinking about it and like I could, ooh wow that insight you yes. said insight first. Wowie, that was good. Sorry, I got distracted. I got fifteen. Uh twenty one on insight, and I want to know if I get a negative percentage. Yeah, what are you check. looking for? Um well the way I kind of picture this is you know, Wolf is still very out of his element, still very kind of uh be, he's being overly mm-hmm. cautious. So I'd like to see if anyone if he perceives anyone as acting out of the ordinary. Oh, sure. Or if anyone's like suspicious. Yeah, that's fine. Anyone... Give me a Go ahead and give me a perception check. And what did you guys get for insights? Uh, I got a 15. 10. Or 15, no, okay. I'm sorry. I don't remember what I got. I rolled a 5. <laughs> Sub 10. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't good. All right, well, well, Joe, Joe, did you already roll your perception? What'd you get? Yeah. 23. 23. So um, you don't notice anybody acting out of the ordinary or anything like that. Everything seems to be tip-top shape, if you will. The only thing you do notice... Good is you see a lot of guards that like are watching the room are like all talking to each other and they're all like very like gossipy and stuff like that. And you actually do hear with a 23, you hear two of the guards that are talking. There's like this big bulky female dwarf guard and she's talking to like a older balding dwarf that kind of looks like he's maybe on his way out of the (laughs) guard squad soon. But they're just kind of like chatting in a corner and you hear one of them, you hear the woman say to the man guard, she's like, well, I do hope that King Amastica is back to 100% soon. We know with everything going on in Omerja right now, we, we could really use our king back. And the man replies back to her and goes, yes, yes, especially with with the vote coming up like we. We, we need to know what's going on here. We need to know what's going on with our town. But that's really all that you catch of that. Is, um, okay. this is just kind of like, I don't know. Is Amastica the king of Evermore or the king of Amersia? Evermore. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to check. Yep, we haven't talked about it a lot, but you guys mm-hmm. know that there is a king of Evermore. There is a king of Wakefield. There is a queen of Ashbourne, and there is a town lead of Whitehaven, and the okay. town lead is basically their fancy title as king or now, whatever. Now, is there a like emperor that controls over them all, or is it more of like a council type thing where they all get together and decide for Emersia together? It is a council. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, and with your insight check, Wolf, you... Well, actually, we'll do... Silas first because he gets slightly less with your insight you can see that this half goblin woman is very very exhausted and seems like she's under a lot of pressure and wolf with your insight um you see the second that she sees johnny flame her expression like kind of drops and she looks almost disheartened and exasperated for a lack of better terms imagine if you will, not that any of us can relate to this, but imagine you're working retail and you see that employee show up to work and you find out that you're working with them all day. She's kind of got that expression on her face. So yeah, he walks up and he goes, Hey, yo boss, I went and got him just like you asked me to. Don't worry. They were sleeping, but I sat there the whole time and waited. And, um, you see the woman shakes her head and goes, Nope, I did not ask you to do that, but thank <laughs> you for bringing them here. Um, and she walks up to you guys and she extends her hand and she goes, 
Hello, everybody. My name is Sharax, and I am the leader of Saul, also known as the Shadow of Lathander. And we're going to help you guys find your body. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Do you have any leads? And also, there might have been some confusion as to uh, who is paying Mr. Flame. Um, he <laughs> she, she instantly <laughs> just ignores you and looks at him and goes, I, I've told you once, Johnny. I've told you a thousand times. We're, we're literally, look at me, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, look <laughs> oh, at God. me. We're literally doing a job for the king of Evermore. You're <laughs> going to get paid. Do not worry. And Johnny's like, look, I was just... This guy over here is trying to make bets with me while I'm trying to do my job. And he points at Wolf and he's like, I'm just Wolf. trying to watch out for these for these young guns over here. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you are, Johnny. Regardless. And she looks at um, Lorcan and she's like, we do have a couple small leads. And before she can continue, um, Raxador actually looks up and um, sees you guys and he turns to Sidra and goes, all right, now look, Sidra, all you're going to do is dap this cloth on your father's head. And Sidra is <laughs> like, ew, that's covered in sweat, though. And he's like, look, j- just dap his head, Sidra. That's all you got to do. And he hands the cloth over to him. And you see Sidra does not dap the head. And so Maraxador actually walks over to you guys and goes, pardon me, my apologies, and I don't mean to interrupt with any of this, but. I was wondering if I may have a quick word with the gentleman that brought King Amastica back to Evermore. And Shrak goes, yeah, sure. I ain't... <laughs> I got all day, man. <laughs> M- must it be in private or do you just mean right here? No, no, no. Here is fine. I just... D- you three, if I'm to believe what what Beck says, and I've known Beck for a very, very long time, but you three... We're also in the Dark One's domain, is this correct? Yeah, yes, we, we woke up there. And was King Amastica awake in the domain? Not that no, we could he, tell. he had a bag over his head and he was passed out. He was passed out. And you see he looks like, he just looks very worried um, and looks over at the king and then looks back at you guys and goes, I know you've all been going through a lot and... I understand that you have your own literal life also hanging in the balance of what's going on here. So I understand that maybe a kingdom isn't what you're worried about, but there's something going on with King Amastica and he he is not responding to a lot of the things we're doing. He's going to be fine, but it's it's almost like he's in some sort of fever dream. He just... He'll wake up for half an hour at a time and he just starts rambling nonsense that none of us can make any sort of sense out of. He just starts saying things about about seeing shadows and hearing voices and being locked in cages and talking about how he's he's coming back, but he won't say who, he won't tell us anything. Did did the king say anything to you three while he was on the road with you? No, he's been unconscious the whole time. We've tried to... Uh wake him up multiple times but he hasn't said anything and you see he nods and he's like okay very well um this is gonna make things difficult for sure and he goes back to um tending on the king and you can see he's like visibly upset and he 
starts talking in hushed tones to um, Sid Roy and Adora, and Sid Roy is clearly put out by what he's saying, and Adora's just kind of like shrugging and like motioning around the room vaguely. And so did, um, did he just walk away from us and just stop talking to us? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He, he pardoned himself. Sorry. He, he he's very um, wrapped up in what's going on with the king now. Uh, Mr. Mr. Divine, sir, is is there anything that we would be able to do to help the king? Do, do you... Is there worry that this might happen to us the longer until we find our bodies? No, no, there... You three seem to be fine. You seem to be shaking off the effects like we've seen before. Usually what has happened to you is what happens when people are rescued in time. I just... I worry with how long the king was down there that something worse has happened to him and there there is a way to check for deeper curses. There's a way that I could try to clear him, but I I do not have I don't have any of the supplies I need. I don't have anything here. And he turns to Sid Roy and he's like Sidroy, I, I asked you to go get my bag. I need to look to see if I have the stuff that I need. And Sidroy looks at him and he's like, oh, you were talking to me? I thought you were talking to like a guard or something. And he turns to a guard and goes, guard, go get him his bag or whatever he just said. And then he turns back to him and he's like, is dad awake yet? <laughs> and Maraxador does not answer him. Yeah, I guess we go back talking to the um, half goblin woman. What was her name again? Shirax. Shirax. Yep. S-H-A-R-A-X. Okay. And she is Johnny Flame's boss. Yes. You, you've you gotten the um, impression of that, at least. Yeah. At least his supervisor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you go back to her, and she's like, so, yeah, I mean, clearly, we just got this case, like, a day ago, so we don't know much, that much about you, so the first thing's first... We're going to have to um, take you guys aside. We're going to have to interview each of you, what you knew before you died, uh, where you come from, your names, everything like that. Get some references. We're going to have to go around and, you know, talk to some people in that kind of nature. And you see as she's talking, you see in the background that one of the guards does come back with Maraxador's bag and he roots through it a little bit and he just shakes his head and like throws the bag on the ground or whatever. And um, everybody give me a uh, Behold the Roll exclusive perception check. I know they're rare, but... <laughs> uh, that's going to be a 12. That uh, one. <laughs> 12 as well. Two 12s. Okay. So yeah, you guys don't hear much, but um, Joe, or Wolf and Silas, you both do hear him tell Sidroy and Adora. He like shakes his head and he goes... I can't do anything without it. I can't, I can't further treat him, but I also can't leave his side because otherwise who knows what's going to happen if I'm not standing here. And Sidroy tries to talk, but Adora actually like boosts up this time. And she's like, well, if, if it's anything that we can help with, we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to send some of the guards. I know it's dangerous time. I know we've, we got the vote coming up and I know there's rumors of, Straven being around 
in the area lately, but we're gonna just have to send guards if you need it that badly. Is it that hard to track down? And um, Shrax, is, <laughs> Shrax starts speaking up to you guys again, and she's like, so if you guys are ready, we can um, pull you guys each aside. We can bring you back to the bring you back to the uh, hotel room and get the questions going. I th- I think uh, Maraxador might have might might have need some help from us as well. I, th- I think we should check with him first. I mean, I'm not in any rush to get my body. I would much rather make sure the king is all right. Um, yes. She kind of like looks at you a little bit and like leans in and she's like, you're not in a rush to get your own body. You'd rather get the king's body back first. I mean, I think someone as smart as you would know how important it would be to have a favor from the king in your back pocket. Oh, absolutely. I mean, why do you think we're here? But... Can I... Could I make a history check just kind of on the shadow of Lathandre as like a... as a group and figure out like what their deal is? Like, do they... Are they like their own like neutral group that people hire as like sort of like mercenaries or do they follow the law strict? Basically what I'm trying to figure out is if I told them who I am, are they going to go and tell the police like right away or sure. is it something like doctor patient confidentiality? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to be a five. A five? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've actually never heard of them. Literally the only thing you know is that mm-hmm. Lathander is one of the primary gods of Omersha. Like wherever you go, there's a lot of religion. Okay. okay. But Lathander is one of the constants in all of those places. So they're they're not a religious cult, but like they, they are religious. They're a religious organization, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um yeah, so I, I do say that to um Shirax, the favor in my pocket. Yeah, and she like nods and she's like, Oh absolutely. I mean I get it man. Um and I'm going to shoot straight with you. Like I said, we got to do this interview and everything like that. Um, worst case scenario, if anybody around here knows about you guys or anything like that, we can talk to them too. That way we can at least get going on, like getting some ideas for your body. But right now, we're kind of just pulling at straws. We're just, our leads, quote unquote, are just missing cases from around Omersia. And like strange things that have popped up there so like we have a lot of stuff to we got a lot of stuff to narrow down here so if you guys got like five minutes and you want to go do something with Maraxador uh, I'll ask you a couple questions and I'll send my guys out and you know once you get done with that if you're not in a rush to find your bodies then we should have some better leads for you so basically get information we go do our thing we'll intervene we'll come back in a few days time or whatever with information and figure out what to do next yes sir is that what she's saying Mm-hmm. sounds like we don't have a choice so um i mean you got a choice yeah. i can give you i can give you the uh leads that we have right now and you know johnny flame is your bounty hunter so he will be tending to your every need as far as finding your bodies go what's your opinion on johnny flame <laughs> Johnny Flame gets like a huge shit-eating grin and she's like Johnny Johnny is a great asset to our team and in the short time he's been here he has shown a lot of dedication to our job 
And <laughs> she smiles, and Johnny Flame just kind of nods. He's like, yeah, that's right. Tell him how great I am. Tell him about my undefeated case record. And she nods. She's like, yeah, I mean, he's never lost. He's He has never lost one of our cases. That is true. So is this his first case? This is not my first case. Uh, give me an insight check. I was actually just about to ask you if I could make one of those two. I'll make one. I want to make yes. it if to see if she's lying, though. Nat 20. <laughs> and for to see to see if uh, Shirax is telling the truth about how she feels about Johnny Flame, I got a, uh, a 19. Okay. Were you rolling one, Silas, or do you just want to go with those two? I mean, I... I... I rolled an 18, but I mean, it's oh, not yeah. better than either there. So, so yeah. uh, literally everybody except for Johnny Flame knows that Shrax does not care for Johnny Flame um, and is very put <laughs> out by him being there. And as as he um, yells at you and goes that it's not his first case or whatever, Shrax actually puts uh, two fingers up and says that this is his second case. So <laughs> he's solved one case. Okay, so perfect record. So where this is a matter of such importance, why are you giving us someone so with so little experience? And Johnny Flame puts his hand up and he's like, Now look, I may be one of the newest members of Sill. And Shirax goes, Saul. And he's like, Saul, I may be one of the newest members, <laughs> but there is no better bounty hunter than Johnny Flame. And she turns to him and goes, Johnny, look. I need you to do me a really important favor. And he's like, absolutely anything for Johnny Flame. And she's like, you know those two guards out front? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I need you to go make sure that they know that we're going to be pulling them aside and asking them if they know the whereabouts of the king's body or anything like that. And Johnny Flame like straightens his posture and like kind of adjusts his shoulders. And he's like, are you going to be okay watching my subjects for me while I'm gone. And he looks at you guys and he's like, are you guys going to be okay if I step out for a moment? I don't think we'll notice a bit, actually. <laughs> Duty calls, sir. You need to do what you need to do. All right, well, anything for you, Shirax. And he goes to kiss her hand and she does not let him. And he just turns around and walks out. And she looks at you and he's... Johnny Flame, out! And she just turns and looks at you guys and she's like, look, Johnny is very rough around the edges. I'm not gonna lie to you, I ain't gonna BS you. He, he's a little annoying. He's very full of himself, he's very arrogant. However, Johnny does come highly recommended to us. He was part of a seedy organization for a little while, something that was a little bit less on the books, and like the guy or not, he's good at tracking shit. He's not great at much else, but he is good at tracking shit. <laughs> I think we don't have any leads to go by, so any help we can get from you guys is much appreciated. Um, and she does turn to Lorcan, and she's like, and to your point, I am not going to say that we are taking the disappearances of your bodies lightly at all. That's not true. We take every job that we have very seriously. However, we are a small organization, and the king's body is currently missing, and so we are exhausting a lot of our options, hence why we have brought in people like Johnny Flame. And you hear Johnny Flame outside just go, You listen here. I'm telling you, 
that we're going to be interviewing some people. And you can hear them go, we're saying it's fine, sir. It's fine. <laughs> well, I guess it is what it is. So, Mr. Rex, I'm not familiar with the land, or that I'm not familiar with the shadow of Lathander. What is that exactly? Nobody should be familiar with it, am I right? Like, that's kind of our point as like kind of a low-key operation you know we're a shadow get it that's why we that's what uh, never mind regardless we are bounty hunters and we like to keep a low profile obviously we do our work under lethander our lord and you know what can i say we just we're doing this to get paid everybody needs to get paid but at the end of the day we do a damn good job that's why we got hired could I throw a message to Lorkin yeah. and kind of just um, ask him if he, I mean, he's obviously much more intelligent um, person than Silas, like see if he has any idea of who these people are, like maybe get a read on them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I message Lorkin. Say exactly that. So where I'm from here, would I, would I have known anything about this organization, really? Uh, give me a history check. Got a question for her after this is over. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jeff. Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, 21. 21? Um, you have actually read about the Shadows of Lathander. They are, like, they do keep a low profile, but they're basically... I don't want to say they're, like a mob or anything but it would be the same equivalent of if there were like real life bounty hunters like yes they're going to be kept off the book but there is going to be record of them it doesn't matter that you're from badass it what what's that religious bounty hunters that's badass yeah i kind of like it (laughs) yep they are they're not from evermore that's why it wouldn't matter that you um are from evermore or whatever they do bounty hunting jobs from all over Omersia, um, and they actually don't reside in any of the main towns. They actually reside in one of the, like, um, smaller, like, off-towns or whatever. They are actually in a place called the Foundry, and you don't know much about the Foundry. You just know that it's, like, kind of its own little settlement that's off, like, in the um, direction of, like, Wakefield kind of area. Yep. Okay. But you do know, um, with your thing, you know that they're legit. Um, you do know they're not necessarily good bounty hunters. They they will do bounty hunts for like um CD organizations and stuff like that. But they're not like mm-hmm. they're not like hired killers or anything like that. Like they're never gonna have a job where it's like some mafia guy that's like, I need you to go kill the king and they'd be like, Oh, okay. But if like fucking if some random guy was just like, Oh, we need you to like go track down this guy that owes me money or whatever they'd be like all right sweet like we can do that Mm. okay so non-biased correct yeah all right i uh i portray some of that to silence (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure that would take a while because if i remember correctly message only lets you do so many characters but i'm gonna say that you guys are fine joe did you say you had a question i did so Shrex, forgive me for asking, but you said you're in this for the money. How can how can you guarantee that you won't sell our secrets and our information for more money? HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually need you to sign a contract. Um, I'm not legally allowed to discuss any of your information with anybody. She kind of shrugs a little bit, and she's like, look, 
I know everybody's word is as good as everybody's word, you know. Um, this is our organization. This is what we do. We do this at the end of the day. We we do all of this to make a living and to keep on, you know, letting the to keep furthering the foundry. Like we're not we're not bad people. We don't necessarily go about things the way everybody else does, but like at the end of the day, we are not out here to harm anybody. We're out here to help people who need to find stuff. And I'm not in the business of selling secrets. I'm not in the business of trying to, you know, make anybody's life worse than it already is because let's be honest, life kind of sucks sometimes, guys. Like that's just the way it is. And, like, I, I have no proof for you. I have no guarantee. All I have is saying that I am going to do everything in my power to find the king's body. And I'm going to do everything in my power to find you guys' bodies. And that's all I got for you. All part of the game, then. All okay. part of the game. So, so what's how you next? play it. Who, who would you like to question first? Well, did you guys have to go talk to Maraxador first? Like, I can get my one of my finders to um, get some notes ready and stuff like that, and we can do some real quick questions. That sounds great. Excellent. So yeah, she goes off and um, she goes over and like talks to one of her like people or whatever, and you see Maraxador is just kind of like shaking his head a little bit. You see um, Sidroy and Adora have stepped off for a little bit, so it's just Maraxador now with the king. Are you guys going over there? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. As you guys go over there... Um, you see that the king's kind of moving around a lot more. And in his, like, in a very, like, raspy, dry voice, you just hear the king saying, he, He's coming. He, he's coming back. He's coming back. He told me himself that he's coming back. And Maraxador is getting, like, kind of, like, frustrated. He's like, Who is coming back, Harland? Who are you talking about? The Dark One we know. We know the Dark One's coming. And the king's just shaking his head and he's like, no, he's coming back. And then he goes back to sleep. And Maraxador looks up and sees you guys. And he's like, oh, y- yes, hello. Can- is it- was there anything else that I could help you with? Did you find any leads for your bodies or anything like that? We haven't talked to the people yet, but the things that the king is saying, you should keep notes of them. Did, did you guys, did you guys... You didn't see the Dark One, did you? I have no way of knowing, but a lot of the other things that you've said that he's mentioned have lined up with our own experience, so it might be prudent to keep notes of what he says. They could very well be fact. He, he very solemnly nods, and he's like, yes, yes, I've, I've been keeping a lot of mental notes about everything the king's saying, and I appreciate the, I appreciate the heads up. You mentioned that you didn't have what you needed to help the king get better. Um, is that something that we can help you with? Um, he kind of takes like a deep breath and like looks at you, and then he looks at um, Lorcan, and he kind of like gets like a slight idea, and he's like, "Oh, oh my god, oh my god, I, I've completely blanked on this." Lurkin Bright Strike, you are a Bright Strike. I sure am a Bright Strike. Um, what's your mom's name again? Delara. Delara? Yeah. Um, Maraxador grabs you by the shoulders and, like, looks at you very seriously. And he goes, We need 
Delara, I need you to bring your mother back to Evermore. What what do I what does my mother have to do with this? What does your mother Your mother is one of the most brilliant wizards Evermore's ever seen. Your mother knows everything about the arcanes and she knows everything about the magics and while she's not she she was never a healer herself once she's gone into her teachings and everything like that she she's teaching right now at Magella they I don't know how long it's been since you've seen your mother but they moved her to Magella from Arcano she is one of the most premier arcane teachers Omerja has ever seen if anybody knows what it is that the king's going to need it's going to be your mother I need you to get Delora back here you realize that I am a bright strike, and I hold up my wand and cast light. <laughs> you cast light, um, and he he looks at it for a minute, and he goes, "Yes, that could that could also come in handy." Um, do you think you would be able to get your mother for me? You know, I I think I could do that. I appreciate it more than I can tell you. Um. There, there is one little one little hiccup. Yeah? To go to Magella right now with all of the threats and everything going on, you have to be accompanied by somebody from the kingdom. And unfortunately, I'm tied up with some things going on right now, which means... And there's a slight pause and you hear the door close. Um, and from behind you, you guys turn around and Sidroy's standing in the doorway. And he's like, don't worry, Maraxador. I've already got everything lined up after you said that we were going to need to bring a crew with us. So all aboard the SS Sidroy, a toot toot. And that is where we're going to end our session. (laughs) Hell yeah. Excellent. Hell no. <laughs> Good news, Joe. We're bringing Sidroy. What's wrong, Joe? You don't like the SS Sidroy? Can we bring a Dora or Hendrix? <laughs> uh, sorry, Hendrix. I was hoping we'd bring the two guards out front. Get but that yeah. plus five strength yeah. guard. No, instead you get Sidroy. Isn't that just as good? I'm going to try and fix this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we got for you for this part. Um, yeah, I mean... That was a pretty fun one. It was very roleplay heavy, but I feel like you guys got a lot of fun new information and probably a lot more questions. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's yep. just a spider web of more and more confusing shit. That is D&D, isn't it? So anyways, thank you all for joining us for Chapter 5. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk all about this on Beyond the Roll. So if you haven't been checking those out, please do. It's great. We just take some time. We shoot the shit, but we mostly we we, we mostly talk about the episode. <laughs> and yeah, um, we are also going to be in this Beyond the Roll. We are going to be doing the first of the fan submitted questions. We actually polled um, Twitter, and we got we got actually a few suggestions. So we're gonna do one of those. So. Flawless segue. If you're not following us on social media, follow us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to be starting doing all these new, like, little, for lack of better words, like, contests and stuff like that and polls. And, like, we're on there. We're talking to people. I'm on there way more than I should be. And just super quick, thank you all for, you know, a little peek behind the scene here. But this is the first 
bulk episode that we're recording since we launched our prologue. Um, and for us, the response has been outstanding. Like we have, I think right now we're sitting at almost 60 downloads of the prologue. We have over, uh, I think it's like 42, 43 views on the YouTube. So that's over a hundred people that have listened to four stupid people talking about Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) with only releasing that episode zero trailer, we have almost, I think, 70 people on Instagram right now. We are pushing 300 on Twitter. The response has been absolutely amazing, and I hope we live up to everything that you guys want it to be. I hope a lot of you stick around, um, and I hope you all have fun with us. But yeah, follow us over there. Follow them all. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Check out Reddit. Rate us five stars on all the podcast apps. We can actually tell you. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's all horned up. For I've been waiting. Stars. I've been waiting. Um, we actually are you ready for this? We have a couple five stars because we've actually released something. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for everybody that's done that. Um, we can actually say this officially because before we were just assuming, but we are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google. We're on anything you want us to be. Check them all out. Rate us five stars. Give us those sweet, sweet downloads and make our days. And what else am I supposed to pitch? Uh, go to Denny's. Get a milkshake. It's spring in Maine right now, and it's it's been hot this week. Go get a milkshake. Hell yeah. You deserve it. Make sure you um grab some of their hash browns, too, and get some cheddar melted on there. It's delightful. Mm. Maybe some pancake puppies. Ooh, I do like pancake puppies. Red velvet. Hell yeah. Excellent choice. <laughs> Anyways, this was a sneak preview of what you can look forward to on Beyond the Roll. <laughs> but until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Silas out. Bye. Right strike out. Toot toot. <laughs>